Welcome, everyone. Thanks for joining us. I'm Pastor Craig. Pastor Jeremy. And this is the Bible Fellowship Podcast. Yeah, episode 12. All right. We're going to talk about churches coming back to life, I guess. Yeah. Or, or re-entry, or I don't know what. We didn't think of a name. We, yeah, we should have thought more about that. Should have thought about that. <laughs> this is typical but, Bible Fellowship yeah, right here. Right. This is what we do. Yeah. So... But uh, anyway, what we're going to talk about today is um, our church in particular and, and what's happening at Bible Fellowship. Uh, it'll be on the 5th of, no, the 28th of June. Right. Right. The 28th of June is our opening date, and we're, um, that's when we're targeted for reentry. And we just have a few guidelines from Algoma Health. That have been handed down just yesterday mm -hmm. um, and so we're going to talk about some of those things and some of the things that we're doing for to, for precautions and um, probably more importantly just how we're gonna deal with each other and right um, yeah having a what's right the game plan right yeah. what's the game plan well we've been out of out of routine now for over three months not meeting together it'll be i guess almost four months by the time we're back together um and even then it's not going to be all of us probably right um although so the way it works anyways in ontario where we are um the government has allowed 30 percent of your building's capacity to gather for our church that equates to pretty much our entire congregation right. right could come if they wanted to because we have a quite large building very spacious building because we have so many square feet right and we're able to spread out mm -hmm. in this building mm -hmm. yeah lots of room yep so we'll so, make it work you want to go through the list well uh i guess so i i i think it, it's really important for us to to remember that um, we're here to help everyone feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's been our goal as we've been thinking about and preparing for this. And we've been thinking about it for quite some time. We ordered hand sanitizer back when at the beginning, hoping right. that it would be in on time. And it just came in mm -hmm. this past week, I believe. So that was a good, that was some good forethought. Some other things we didn't think about. Sure. Um, but, hey, we were way ahead of the government because they gave us the the guidelines yesterday. So, no comment. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we were we could have we could have worshipped together last Sunday, according to the uh, right. what was handed out by the Ontario government. But now Algoma Health has come out with a set of guidelines for churches. Mm -hmm. And um, those guidelines are, uh, I'm happy to say that I think as we were thinking through everything that we were going to do, I don't think there's really much, if any, adjustments that we need to make according to the guidelines they've given us. Yeah, I th yeah, we had thought of pretty much everything they thought of. I think so. Which, yeah. you know, it was nice when we got the list and we're reading through it's five pages worth of instructions and limitations and that kind of thing. And for the for by and large, it was like, yeah, we already thought of that. We already thought of that. We already thought of that. Mm -hmm. So that was encouraging to see that we were on the right track already. So it doesn't represent a complete overhaul of our game plan, which is nice. Yeah, that would yeah. have been uh, tragic. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Okay. So, um, so Algoma Public Health given us some guidelines. We're not going to go through every one of them. We're there. Many right. of their their five or six pages, whatever they have here, uh, pertain to things that we need to do as a church. And um, those things are all going to be in place. The things that they recommend, uh, we're putting those things in place. So well, let's talk about the building and just a little bit about, because basically if you follow the signs, if you read the signs, follow the, the directions, um, you don't really have to worry about all this stuff because it'll all be posted for people right. when they come here. Right. But having said that, it's... I think valuable for people to know the precautions that we're taking in the building and some of those things. So why don't you go ahead and start with that? Well, they gave some very generic instructions on signage and uh, actually we are going to be posting more signage than what they recommended. So theirs was mainly something at the front entrance of the building that, you know, says the same thing it says at every place you go to now, which is if you have a fever, if you have a cough, if you have these symptoms, if you've been out of the country or out of the region in the last 14 days, don't come in the store. Or in our case, don't come in the, the church. Mm-hmm. Um, so generic signs to just remind people that if you have symptoms or if you think you've been exposed, stay home. And then there's going to be additional signage throughout the building, which will uh, direct sort of some entrances are going to be entrance only. Some doors will be exit only. Some hallways are going to be especially the narrower hallways in our building are one direction only. We will have um, the, you know, hand washing instructions. In fact, they provided very specific hand washing instruction signs to be posted in the bathrooms. So all the signage will be in place, much like you'll see anywhere you go, right? If you go to the store, Walmart or something like that, you'll see this kind of stuff there already. So we're just adopting those same principles. Um, Another one that we're going to be doing is social distancing. So that becomes, of course, um, unique to each building. Mm-hmm. And here at our church, we are, I guess you could say fortunate. Sometimes it's not fortunate, yeah. but we are fortunate yeah. to have uh, chairs that are not mounted to the floor or pews that are not mounted to the floor. Right. Um, so we can move a lot things. Of flexibility that Yeah. Way. Yeah. Now, of course, that becomes a lot of chair stacking. Yeah. <laughs> Many days when we yeah. do special events. Um, our strategy at here at the church will be to um, space, because we have a fairly large auditorium, um, to space it out by tables. Yep. So we'll have uh, a limited number of chairs. So we've all got, we've got these large just like tables this. like this yeah. that we can fill up our auditorium with. Right. And, and we'll put six chairs around each table. Enough for at least a, a large family or maybe two smaller families or couples kind of thing um, because this table is gigantic if if me and my wife are sitting here and you and your wife are sitting over there we're social distancing right so that will be uh a, i think a sufficient setup to keep people spaced apart um when we're in the auditorium um and yeah so that's kind of like social distancing wise uh signage wise and of course the cleaning of the building in general so thankfully we already have people who come every week to go through the whole building, clean it top to bottom. And of course, we're just going to make sure that we are in line with the guidelines of spraying all the things we need to spray and wiping down all the railings and doorknobs and stuff. And it's important for people to remember that there's nobody in our building 
uh, during the week. Right. I mean, other than you and I and and Kim, right. that's, that's been it for right. months. Uh, sometimes, like, we've recorded services here, and so the worship team comes up, but we've always kept it within the so, numbers that they've recommended. Right. And the thing that's really important to remember is, is the coronavirus is not known to live on surfaces more than 72 hours. So I, I you know, I just watched a long uh, video, a virologist and a microbiologist, and she was explaining all this and why this virus dies after 72 hours and all mm. these things. So it, it is very interesting because when we leave the building, uh, by Wednesday morning or whatever, you know, it's, it's disinfected it's itself. Yeah, it's disinfected. <laughs> so, um, yeah. so that's, that's good. I yeah. mean, I, hopefully that brings assurance to people as well. Right. That we're not walking through here and touching everything and doing stuff like that. We stick to our offices. I mean, to be frank about it, you would be far more likely, like it's far more dangerous if you want to use that dangerous, word. Yeah. Yeah, not a great word, but you know what I mean? To go to Walmart. Right. Or the grocery store than it would be to go to church. Yeah. Uh, because of it's the number of people risk. that are through. Let's use that. It's yeah. Dangerous was not risk. the right word. <laughs> danger. Danger. It's a danger to your wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that, that it is more dangerous to your wallet than anything. Uh, for sure. Yeah. So that's, I think that's important for people to realize is mm -hmm. that the, these germs don't live forever. Yeah. Um, it's. It's also one of the things that I would note about it that, that will change pretty drastically is when you come in the building, there is no cafe. Right. So that we, won't, we won't be having cafe, uh, and we won't be having Sunday school. We'll talk about those that as well. So if you want coffee, grab it and bring it in the thermos exactly. or a cup on the way yep. in. Yeah, we're not going to be doing that. It's bring your own coffee, um, yep. at least for the start. Uh, the first week or two or Sunday or two. Um, so, you know, so what that means is when you come in the building, if you're coming to the service and you're going to be in the auditorium, then you're going to come up the stairs and you're going to go to the auditorium. Uh, you're going to come up the stairwell that's marked to come up. So some of the one stairwell's marked to go down, one stairwell's marked to go come up, and one stairwell is for those who may have to go between the cafe downstairs and the um, and the conference room. So there'll still be the conference room for those who can't climb the stairs. Mm -hmm. um, and then the cafe is going to be separated or um, uh, uh, designated for uh, parents with Sunday school age children. Mm -hmm. And so there'll be special things for them to do down there. They'll be responsible for their children, which is one of the guidelines that we've been given. Right. Is, no, there, no, there is no Sunday school. There is no Sunday in, school. In the traditional sense of that term. Right. So the family area will be in the cafe. The reason we're using that space, at least in our building here, it works because there's an entrance and an exit, mm -hmm. which are our other Sunday school space. The entrance and exit's the same doorway. So right. it limits the people passing each other. Also, the tables in the cafe give us a natural way to space families out Again. throughout mm -hmm. the room. And um, we will have um, a TV in there with our usual Sunday school video curriculum. And also the 
the same packages that we've been handing out to families that have had them delivered to their house. We'll have those kind of materials also available. So, um, but yeah, it is important to note like Sunday school is not happening in the traditional sense of you drop off your kid, sign them in, sign them out, you know, type of thing. It is up to parents to kind of monitor their own kids and make sure that they're, you know, staying within the the bounds that they ought to be um, observing. Um, there's bathrooms close by. All that stuff will still be available. Mm -hmm. um, hand sanitizer in the room and all that kind of stuff. So hopefully that will be a working <clears throat> a working plan, and we will have to see um, if we need to make any adjustments moving forward. But that ought to get us moving in the right direction. Right. Yeah. And I, I would add to that, too. I don't know if we've uh, recognized every every aspect or every group, but one thing that I would say as well is that we are also going to be recording our service, and it'll still be available on the YouTube channel that we've been using, right. uh, Sioux Fellowship Media. And uh, we'll make that available as soon as possible. I don't it, like maybe in the future we'll be able to get get it live streamed uh we're going to need a little testing to really get that uh figured out if it's possible right or not, so so that would be the only difference if you're somebody who's not going to come physically to the right. building you won't be able to watch at 10 30 because we can't live stream our internet connection here is not strong enough right. but we will record video record the sermons uh, so we used to just do audio. Now right. we'll be doing video just like we have been. And those will be uploaded later on the Sunday once, you know, we've got the recording and it's, it takes time to upload it and all that stuff, but right. you'll be able to catch up as and, soon as we can. Yeah. Later as in the day, can. it'll be available. Yeah. And we, we may know better by the, you know, after the we'll first find out. week or two, we'll, we'll know better what we can you know, how fast we can turn that around and, right. and maybe get a, a standard time that that's going to be available. Or Oh, and one more thing that we forgot to mention was the service is going to continue to be one hour long. Yes. So it'll start at 1030, just like we have been doing forever. Mm -hmm. um, but it's not going to run till noon, which is what we typically did before we went to online services. We're going to stick to that same hour long time span mm -hmm. um, just to give everybody that heads up. Exactly. Yeah. Good. Good. Um, yeah. So I guess uh, let's talk about the guidelines then. Let's, okay. let's go with public health, their guidelines of what ha what's supposed to happen during services. And I'll let you speak to the first one we looked at there. Uh, we're not going to cover every one of them because some of them just aren't applicable to our particular style of church and worship you know obviously there's some churches that uh, are doing uh, first communion things right. like that we're not, we're not going to be baptizing anybody in the near future right so. well the first one was simply um uh, the way they put it is remind everyone not to attend the service if you're experiencing symptoms of covid19 right um once again, it's, I suppose it's not just symptoms, but it would be if I, I'm surprised they didn't say it, but if you've traveled is another kind of a no, no. Right. So if you're somebody who's had to go out of town for work or those kind of things, follow the guidelines that are recommended. Um, if you got a cough, if you got a fever, any of those kind of things, um, 
just out of courtesy, right, towards others, feel free to stay home. That's mm -hmm. fine. And we'll see you in two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no big deal. It's all yeah. good. Yeah. And and that's, I maybe, yeah, maybe now's uh, a a good time to uh, to talk about that. Okay. Um. So you know, if you, I I think one of the hardest parts for some people, it, now some people it's not hard for them to miss church. For other people, it's very difficult to miss church. Mm. Uh, right. It's it's a real challenge. Like I don't. So, sometimes if you grew up and you went to church every Sunday when the doors were open, right? That was your, uh, you know, that that's something. And you know, I I mean, I even remember, I remember perfect attendance was a thing. Oh, went to church. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> we had perfect attendance. Did you get stickers. a badge for your yeah. sash or oh, whatever? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a big deal at the end of the year, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, or, and, and so there, there's nothing wrong with that. That's, those are, I mean, that's a great goal, I guess. But, uh, but God is not taking attendance, I, <laughs> right? I, I believe that now I've come to believe that. Yeah. No, seriously though. Uh, it is hard because, you know, sometimes people are kind of programmed with that, that if I'm not in church and the doors are open and um, I wasn't there, then, then, I mean, maybe part of it is a fear of missing out, but it can also be a sense that I'm not, I'm not in the good will with God. I'm not in his good graces. I'm not, I didn't go to church. Yeah, I didn't go to church. And, and that's a, that's a real thing. Yeah. I mean. I have to admit, I go to church every Sunday. I mean, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, and there have been times on vacation or something like that, I don't go to church. And when I don't go to church, I feel weird. Yeah. Now, we sure. had three months to get used to being feeling weird or two, mm. two months to get used to that feeling. But then again, it hasn't been an option. Now that it's sure. an option doesn't mean that you have to go. And, and I'm just telling you, I, I don't, it doesn't carry a lot of weight. I never feel like this as a pastor, but I'm telling you as a pastor, as your pastor, if you go to Bible fellowship, you don't have to go. It's you don't okay. have to feel like you have to be here. If you feel uh, uneasy about it, if you're, if you are immunocompromised, if you are um, in a situation where you might be at a higher risk to get this there's there's no need to take that risk you don't have to and uh right. i realize that many of you are really looking forward to coming back and in fact probably the people that i'm talking to are probably the most looking forward to meeting again and enjoying fellowship again and i just want to say that uh it's a um, it's, it's not a requirement. It's not a, you don't, you don't have to feel that pressure. And, and I really hope that people make a wise choice to just sit back for a few weeks and wait for things to be a little, you know, maybe a little bit better. I don't really feel like our situation is bad where we're at. Uh, I feel like the risk is very low no matter what we do. But at the same time, um, 
is there a point in making taking that risk? Please watch it online. Yeah, it's totally fine, right? We want to give you license to make yes. your own kind of decision here. Yes. And if you are someone who – we don't want you coming because you feel guilty. Right. Right? Like church is there. I should be there. Well, maybe not. You know, maybe it is more wise or prudent to not. Like yeah. you say, if you're somebody who might be a more high-risk person. And we'll get into this a little bit later, but also if you're somebody who just doesn't feel ready, like kind of – emotionally so to speak uh ready to do something like that um so we'll get into that a little bit more uh later on but uh so yep. attendance is not mandatory right it also talks about um kids staying with their parents so uh again to reiterate sunday school will not be i shouldn't just say sunday school the toddler rooms we have a toddler room and a preschool room which will be um that so they're not in use it's not drop off your kid and leave. Uh, that won't happen. You only have your, if you bring a kid, they stay with you. <laughs> that's, yes. that's how it, it's going to work. Now, um, the, the, we, what we call the infant room um, at the back of the auditorium will be open for moms who need to nurse or change diaper. Right. That'll be available. There's also a, another change table in the toddler room here on the upper level of the building. And that will also be available for that purpose only to yeah, that's change the a only diaper. You should be in yeah, it's yeah. not a playroom um, mm -hmm. or anything. But if if you need to change a dirty diaper, do your in, thing. In fact, uh, we spent quite a bit of time talking about that, and um, we want to avoid that being a playroom. Like that can't be. It's a not playroom. a playroom. Yeah, it's, it we that's a off limits for kids or you know, playing with the toys, touching things, that's just not an option. Right. So please keep your children out of there other than obviously to change diapers. Right. So for the youngest kids, that would also mean, uh, because in those rooms, they normally would also be provided a snack during the week or during the service. That's our normal routine. We're not providing snacks or drinks. No. So if you expect that your youngster is going to get cranky <laughs> <laughs> midway through snack. the service yeah. yeah bring your own snack Put bring your own cup the coffee <laughs> yeah yeah that's right it, pack a little picnic basket right. on your way to church you know <laughs> so the the normal services that we would provide on a sunday those kinds of things are not going to be um not until it's ready you know not until more of these things kind of open up restrictions continue to loosen mm -hmm. we'll look at those and, and adjust as need be mm -hmm. but for the time being um so parents you also have the option. Should you should should mom and dad come together? If maybe one wants to sit in the upstairs and enjoy the service, and you send the other one down to the family area to contend with the kids, you know, right. have yeah. at her, yeah. and then trade next week, you know, right. so someone can get the service live in peace. Mm -hmm. That works. Some people told me that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. yep. um, but the key is really taking the responsibility off of us as a church to make mm -hmm. sure kids are social distancing. Right. That's very, very hard to do. Mm -hmm. We don't want to put that burden onto volunteers, you know, to make sure that the the classroom they're overseeing kids are social distance. It's impossible. Mm -hmm. So those responsibilities are on parents. Mm -hmm. Just be aware of that when you come. Right. right. They, they also, we skipped over modifying our activities during the service to ensure a two-meter uh, spacing. So we've talked about, we've thrown out social distancing. Mm -hmm. If you don't know what social distancing is by now, 
you probably are a great prepper and you haven't been to the grocery store you're still in the bunker (laughs) living off canned food you're probably not going to show up here anyway but (laughs) (laughs) yeah really but uh but I, i i want to bring that up because um because this is it's the polite thing to do now mm-hmm. um it's not going to feel it's going to feel very awkward because we are a close group of people and sure we are going to be excited to see each other and we're not going to feel like i mean at bible fellowship this is we're it's a great church and people really genuinely love each other yep. here and so it's going to be hard and it's going to feel awkward Yep. And um, some people might say that it's a dumb thing to do, but it's not. It's it's the thing that we need to do for the sanity and the comfort of everybody right. around us. So so that would that would really include what we're what we're trying to say without saying it so specifically is please avoid handshakes, please avoid hugs, please avoid standing too close. You know, exactly. it's tempting. It's really tempting to see someone that you haven't seen in a while mm-hmm. to want to give them a hug or that kind of thing. We really would like to avoid that. It would be, here's the thing. Even if those two people feel okay exchanging a shake or a hug, right. it doesn't necessarily mean that other people around you, that doesn't make them nervous. It might make them very nervous or they're thinking, man, are they going to come over and hug me now? And how am I going to like, you know, say no, or am I going to have to be nice? I have to be Christian and hug right, them back right. when deep inside you're, right. you know, not down with it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so out of politeness for everybody, um, you know, do mm-hmm. the awkward thing. Just like when you run into someone at the store, and you do that kind of awkward standing farther apart than you normally would and yep. have a little conversation. Yep. 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 Embrace it. Yeah. This is still going to be in place. Well, and, and I do want to remind people because... I'll be honest, there's every once in a while you run into somebody and they just, their temptation is to invade your personal space. Mm. And we we need to bear with each other a little bit. Yep. Uh, if somebody gets in your space a little bit, just feel free to gently tell them, <laughs> can you back up or, yeah. or just back up yourself? But um we we, and and we need to not get offended by right that's what i was thinking yeah grace we need to extend grace and courtesy to one another exactly and even though not everybody's going to be on exactly the same page right just have that mutual respect we need to talk about that in a little bit we'll we'll get through this list yeah we'll come back to that okay that concept so encouraging attendees to bring their own non-medical mass. I marked this one down. So did I. Because I want people yeah. to know that if you want to wear a mask, um, you're fine to do that. Yeah. Uh, it has some suggestions in here. I'd like to read them to you. Um, cloth masks can be made with household ice items, such as a t-shirt, uh, a bed sheet, or a bandana may be used. Physical distancing is still required even when using a mask. Right. Um, now, I also saw a video um with people who made masks out of underwear Mm. i used or unused i am hoping (laughs) that they got uh brand new for the looms but um (laughs) it didn't really look like it you know what i mean so (laughs) 
And uh, how is that more sanitary no than idea. just walking around? I don't know, but it's got elastic <laughs> in the legs, and that makes oh, it's got loose. the nice like yeah. snap oh, over yeah. your. It's. Uh, I'm sorry, I couldn't help. There are me. other fabrics that have elastic I, in them. I, I mean, come on. I know. Has anyone worn jogging well, pants were, before? <laughs> well, I think they also tried bras, but uh, that's okay. Well, thing. Uh, yeah. Anyway. By now, you should have seen all the internet tutorials out there on how to make your homemade yes, masks yeah feel yeah. free to uh you know but seriously though um if if people come with a mask or uh feel they would like to wear a mask you're welcome to come and yeah. to participate yeah and no shame wear a mask and we're not uh that's that's fine with us um nobody will look at you weird right nobody will well and if they do Okay, well, that yeah, maybe, okay. yeah, you got me on that. You're not wrong, but for the most part, I really don't think anyone's gonna say anything negative, and um, you know that's something that, as a church, we want to. Well, we just want to again be gracious to each other. We know we don't all see these things completely eye to eye, mm -hmm. but we're gonna be gracious to each other. So, mm -hmm. if you feel more comfortable with the mask on, go for it. That's great. Avoid any physical contact. We already talked about that. Um, yeah. But uh, some options to that. Um, smile. Mm-hmm. Uh, another suggestion was to bow or wave. Or I, I saw, who was it? Last night, Helena was saying air hugs. Right? Air hug? I don't know. You could do that. If you're, not, if you're listening to this, you can't see me. Giving an air hug. But yeah. I'm giving an air hug. Pastor Jeremy right now. So I got a smile. Do on I my have face. to give one back now? Yeah, come on, man. All right. <laughs> He's not a hugger. That was a He's begrudging. He's not one. a hugger. I'm that's, not. That's it's true. <laughs> I have. Okay. To be fair, I have been saying, you know, at Bible Fellowship, we do that. Hey, say hi to the person next to you. Yeah. Give them a, uh, a handshake and a hug. I have been trying to get rid of that yeah. for years. <laughs> Nobody listens to me. So I win. You I win. finally yeah. have victory. There you go. We had to go through the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, there you go. The, the greatest benefit. Yeah. Um, Smile and nod. <laughs> All um, right. Um, what well, else do you have on your uh, I had communion. So in case mm -hmm. people were wondering, um, we're not going to be doing communion at least for sure this week, the first time we're back. Mm -hmm. And we are very much looking at different ways to do communion than what we normally do. Right. So if you've come to Bible fellowship, you're, you're already familiar with how we partake of communion on a normal Sunday. And, um, you know, that probably that method probably isn't going to be what we'd use moving forward anymore. Time will tell. I'm not really sure yet, but we're looking at, is there a better way? I mean, I, I would, I would argue that, yeah, it has some, some negative aspects to it but uh handing a plate from one person to another right uh, which is how i did it growing up that's how i did it growing right. up too is is i you know arguably not any more or less sanitary than what we do now mm. even though i know there's people that might feel uncomfortable with it because there's a possibility you could right uh touch something yeah uh, but if it's done properly you don't touch anything sure except for your own you should be pretty uh, 
pretty sanitary. Yeah, but nevertheless, anyway. yeah, that that's something. Just, just in case people are thinking, okay, I feel comfortable going back to church, but I don't like the idea of communion. In case you're thinking that, right. we're not ha- just so you know, we're not doing communion. Right. Um, we are looking at different thing. Like they have these communion cups. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like little lunchables. Yeah, <laughs> that's the way I think of it. It's like a little lunchable. plastic thing, and you peel the you know peel the cover of it back. There's this tiny little wafer and you pop that in and then you peel it a little more and yeah. then you drink the juice yeah. and it's all individuals right yeah. like all individual yeah. nobody touches anything you your own mm-hmm. yeah so the downside is everybody in the whole country ordered those <laughs> and they're back ordered forever yeah. and um they're not that cheap either no so we'll see you know the point is uh just so you know communion won't be happening right um we're also not taking up a physical offering we Yes. I mean, we don't pass a plate anyway, right. which is the recommendation by Algoma Public right. Health. But there's still the matter of counting cash. Right. Cash is not very popular these days. Right. Um, and checks and things like that. We do have, uh, if there's a couple people that, I, I know that there's a couple people that still give by check. They usually just send them into the office and and we handle them, but then you know we don't. I, I'm not sure, but I don't think we have, we have the ability to, uh, for the church's account to be able to take a picture of a check and and uh, send it in. So then that means somebody has to go to the bank and has to physically stand in line mm. and go to the teller and that kind of thing. So we try to. Or, well, I guess they don't. I guess they could put it in the night deposit, but still, we just try not to handle that stuff. Right. So what's been working really well, and everybody's been participating in it really well, which is um, uh, just you know e-transfer, probably the most preferred method, or besides uh, automatic withdrawal. Right. So we have uh, uh, PAD where you can just sign sign up and they'll withdraw it right from your bank account every week or two weeks or whatever you set up. Um, and then there's e-transfer, which you can send it to office at, or BFA office, is that? BFA office yeah. at gmail.com. At gmail.com. Yep. And uh, it will get uh, put into our bank account that way. And then um, there's always Tidely. We've been using Tidely long before COVID started. And uh, so some of you use that regularly and please continue to do that. Mm-hmm. So those are, you know, those, that's that's essentially, that's a bulk or really substantially uh, the way, the most substantial way that people have been giving anyway. Mm-hmm. So yep. we're going to continue to do that. Yeah. So these are some of the measures we're putting in place you know, hand sanitizer around the building, mm-hmm. social distancing. We're going to be, um, you know, not sharing communion. We're not sharing microphones for those of us up at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of the things that you probably would think of anyways. Some of the things that you might find, like, for instance, in the washroom, there'll be uh, spray sanitizer. And we're encouraging people to spray down the surfaces that they touched while yep. they were in there. So, um it it's going to you know take some personal responsibility on your part right to do that but uh, just spray things down wipe them down and then wash your hands and leave the leave the washroom and everything should be good and safe for the next person yep yep 
This is very doable. It's very doable. Oh, for sure. You know? Yeah. Not too overbearing at all. No. Just a tiny little bit of extra effort and courtesy, and it yeah, should should I mean, work out well. Yeah, I hope I hope we don't. I hope we don't spend the rest of our lives afraid of every germ that's out there because there's lots of them. Yeah, to and, say the least. <laughs> you know, I realize this is the latest one. This is the one that's striking a lot of fear. Um, but it is just the latest one. Right. I mean, the possibility of this happening again. Right. If the Lord should tarry <laughs> is basically 100%. Right. So... Um, it's, uh, it's not, it, it, all these things are good practices to learn and, um, to learn how to live in this time and, and not be overwhelmed by it. Mm -hmm. That's been my biggest concern. Right. Because I think the longer this goes on, the, you know, the more ingrained this becomes in our fabric of who we are mm -hmm. as people. And. I, you know, I go back to, I know we've mentioned it on other podcasts, but, you know, Jesus said, be anxious for nothing. We shouldn't, we shouldn't have to live with that burden. You know, we should be able to understand that God is in control. Right. That he is going to take care of us. That, um, you know, there's not, a sparrow doesn't fall from the sky. Right. that it happens so you take your you know you apply basic wisdom and then leave it to the lord mm -hmm. i mean when we get my analogy is when you get in a car you put on your seatbelt. exactly and then should you crash well like you know you did what you, you could you mitigate <laughs> your risks as much as possible right and then, you know so what happens happens yeah. you can't necessarily change that right so um i know that you know Probably one of the concerns that I have, uh, and Pastor Jeremy, you and I have talked about this a little bit already, but our, probably our greatest concern is just what's going to happen with um, how we feel toward each other as a result of, as we already mentioned, like somebody's got a mask, somebody thinks that that's needless. Um, you know, somebody else, uh, you know, people might be a little frustrated with having to jump through all these different hoops, different stairwells to go different directions, things like that. How do we abide with each other yeah. in that process? And, and we were talking about Romans 14. And right. I'm going to just let you kind of run with that. Yeah. So you got people all, all over the spectrum on this thing. Mm -hmm. People who are very, very afraid following the guidelines get very anxious when people don't follow the guidelines right. and then all the way on the other end you got people who are like this whole thing is not even real yep. and i'm gonna like get in your social space just to make a point that yep. i'm not afraid or whatever and all in between and i'm assuming our church is made up of people all over the spectrum on these issues right mm -hmm. yeah. differing opinions sure. so i think it's th this passage came to my mind when we were talking about these things in terms of um, how do people with very strong convictions, um, how do you interact harmoniously? And so so here's what Romans 14, I'll just read verse 1 and following for a little bit. Uh, it says, As for the one who is weak in faith, welcome him, but not to quarrel over opinions. 
One person believes he may, he may eat anything, while the weak person eats only vegetables. Let not the one who eats despise the one who abstains. Let not the one who abstains pass judgment on the one who eats, for God has welcomed him. Who are you to pass judgment on the servant of another? It is before his own master that he stands or falls, and he will be upheld, for the Lord is able to make him stand. Differing opinions, right? One person esteems a day as better than another, while another esteems all days alike. Each one should be fully convinced in his own mind. The one who observes that day, observe it, observes it in honor of the Lord. The one who eats, eats in honor of the Lord, since he gives thanks to God. And the one who abstains, abstains in honor of the Lord and gives thanks to God. And, uh, you know, the, the passage goes on. And basically, the principle that he's trying to uh, apply here is that when it comes to many things, people have differing opinions. Or as he puts it, you know, convictions. Be convinced in your own mind. Now here the context is the Christian church is quarreling. You know, one of the main things they're quarreling over is meat. Should I eat meat or abstain? And there are peop some people are like, listen, God has told us from years and years and years ago that God's people should not eat meat. We shouldn't eat pork. You know, there's mm -hmm. certain foods that we're supposed to abstain from. And I believe very strongly that we should not eat meat, <laughs> you know? And then there's the other, the counter argument is basically like, well, God has made all things unclean. You know, now that there's a new covenant, we can eat meat. We, we should be able to enjoy it. And these two people, let's say people or people groups are fighting with one another. How do you get along? Right. And here, basically his, his principle is, first of all, he's not even saying that one is right. One is wrong necessarily. It's kind of like, you should have an opinion on these things. Have your personal conviction. Believe strongly in what you believe in. But don't fight about it. You need to love one another. You need to show courtesy towards one to someone who disagrees with you. Mm -hmm. Now, this is something as believers we ought to be better than the world at. So, you mentioned in a sermon <laughs> pretty recently, you got yelled at. <laughs> for stepping to, you stepped out of line for a second or whatever, mistakenly, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't think you were trying to rub it in someone's no, face. No, I, I, I just got <laughs> on the wrong side of the line. Yeah, and then yeah. someone just kind of let you have it a little bit. Yeah, well, it wasn't, you know. Well, I, you know, I hope that we don't have that happening It's kind of loud and here. embarrassing. It was like, you know, sir, sir, yeah. sir, can you... Can you get back over the line, sir? Can you Don't you back? see that mark I'm right looking, there on I'm the line? I'm looking around like, who's sir? I don't know. Who's the moron who who's stepped the, out of line? Somebody get back in line. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, sorry. Well, the point, right, being, yeah. you know, the world, that's the way the world handles these things is you get mad. You call out somebody right. or whatever. You, you tell them they're doing it wrong. And we ought not to do that in the church. Mm -hmm. We operate differently. Mm -hmm. because we are called to consider somebody else's interests above your own, yep. right? Mm -hmm. Meaning, okay, you may in your heart of hearts feel like this whole thing is overblown. This is ridiculous. You know, all these social distancing measures are cumbersome and unnecessary. What, like, you may really feel that way, but when you come in this building, you ought not to shame anybody who thinks differently. Mm -hmm. You ought to love them. You ought to stay six feet away, right? You ought to not stick out your hand to, you know, uh, try and shake their hand. You should not look at them weird or make a snarky joke because they're wearing a mask. 
Instead, you should love them. Right? That's the that's the ethic. That's the principle at play here. He talks about a little bit later. Don't pass judgment on one another any longer, but decide never to put a stumbling stumbling block or a hindrance in the way of a brother. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, if your brother is grieved by what you eat, I'm skipping a few verses. You're no longer walking in love. Um, by what you eat, do not destroy the one for whom Christ died. And that's the key, right? Like, Christ died for that person. If he loves them that much to give up his life, we ought to love them enough to give up a minor inconvenience. I think that's kind of the, the argument of love there. Um, yeah, I think it's Im- important. It sounds a little cliche, but it's important to remember when you have these conflicts between people. I mean, Ephesians says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. We're not at war with each other. The fact that somebody might be um, less comfortable with being in a group um, and and you might be very comfortable and just ready to move on with life. Right. I've heard that. Right. I, I can't tell you the the other phrase. I don't know. I'm not on social media, but it's got to be. Like I'm over this. Or yeah, something. I think it's we mentioned that. Or something. We, we might have said that last week. Yeah, I mean, I'm so done with I'm, this. I'm done with this, or I'm <laughs> over it, or whatever. Yeah, and you know, so there's a lot of people in that camp that are just tired of it, and they see somebody that is still um, practicing these things. I, I'm going to say religiously. I know it's not a religious exercise, but I'm, you know, they're doing it, uh, you know, faithfully, and. And by doing it faithfully, they it, you almost come to a point where you're like, well, um, you you know you are um, you're just perpetuating it. Mm. You're you represent what I hate, right? In a sense, right. I mean, maybe you could think you could think that way though. Yeah, but that's that's kind of what you think, and you think if I can change this person and get them to quit doing this, mm-hmm. then uh, then we can all get over this mm-hmm. if you will and the the fact is they're not the problem they they are they're not we of course live, not we live in a broken world this you know uh, this world is this earth is the whole earth is groaning for its redemption mm-hmm. it it uh, these diseases are just a um, uh, something that that proves the point that this is a broken world and that sin is still reigning strongly in our world and that um we're we're waiting for christ's return Mm -hmm. and so as we wait for christ's return let's not get mad at each other because we feel like they represent the problem let's realize that we have an enemy that he's ruling this world that sin is is having its way with our world and that uh, Satan's some of the things that he uses are the systems that are in place in our right. world yeah. that are causing people to fear and and people to respond the way that they are. I was thinking that very thing as you were talking. Like you could definitely believe that God is using, <clears throat> excuse me, God is using the the this global pandemic to accomplish and do something in the world. Right. But if that's is if that is true, you would assume just as much 
that Satan has his own plans and uh, you know Absolutely. schemes to divide and to create fear and and hatred and division and those kind of things and we cannot allow him to have his way in our no. in our church family exactly right? we yes. operate by the ethic of faith and love mm-hmm. um and the other thing I, I was thinking of too is you don't know what somebody else's motives are right. you know you assume somebody's wearing a mask or something like that and many people assume Oh, they've bought the lie. They're just afraid. Right. You assume you know their intentions. Right. You don't know that. You don't like some people have jobs where their job dictates even right. when they are right. yeah outside of their place of employment, they have to adhere to certain standards if they want to keep working. Mm-hmm. So that person may even themselves be like, I, I think this I is overboard, really but to. I'm going to do it because I want to go to work and I want to keep earning a living. Mm-hmm. So, you know, then you're you're judging somebody based on appearances rather than what's really going on. Maybe that person has, you know, someone, an elderly or, like you say, an immunocompromised person that they need to take care of. And so they're being extra precautious because mm-hmm. the, the worst thing that can happen for them is to be oh, out of commission and in, in isolation for two weeks or longer. You know, like... Mm-hmm. You just don't know what people's motives are, what where they're coming from. So we should not assume the worst in each other. We should assume the best. Mm-hmm. And really, really, let's just not forget, these are minor inconveniences, <laughs> right? Well, like in the yeah. grand scheme of our lives, these are not big things to do. To wash our hands a little more, to stand a little farther away, like we will live to see another day, <laughs> you know? It is just uh, love people. Right. That's what it comes down to. Exactly. Just love. Yep. So we need to strive with each other. I think the Bible makes that clear that that we're going to have to have patience with one another. Yeah. Um, And it might be, I mean, might be a good exercise for us. You know, I'm not. We could grow. I'm not the best at doing that sometimes. And so. It'll be good for, for all of us to learn to be as accepting as we can be because, uh, let's face it, we live in a world that's, that's broken. It needs acceptance. We need to learn to accept people. We need to learn to love others and for their differences. And a lot of these things that we see highlighted in the news today yeah. are, you know, uh, come right back down to this attitude. That, mm-hmm. that we can have and we need to project um, for the sake of our world. If 2020 has shown us anything, it has shown us that the world is not good at loving people who are different than each other. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we need to set the pace yeah. as believers. Yeah. Because Jesus tells us, you know, that love is not always convenient. Right. Right. Love is, it is patient. It overcomes the obstacles that are in the way. It overcomes our differences. It's humble. It causes us to do things that we maybe don't even really want to do, but out of love and concern for someone else. Because we want what's best for them, right. not what's best for me. Mm-hmm. Then we will hum- you know, humble ourselves and sacrifice and do what they want because it makes them feel good. It makes them feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Love is not easy. No. I don't know where we got the idea that, you know, Love is this uh, easy thing. 
we we fling the word around oh, like we yeah. know all about it. It's bannered about so much in Hollywood, and yeah. and uh, everybody want everybody's searching for love, yeah. trying to find love, and I unfortunately they don't. Anyway, we don't have time to discuss how messed up that is. Sometimes we'll save that for another day. Yeah, that's another. That's a whole other podcast. Yeah. Um, the last thing that I really wanted to address is maybe the question that some people might have of why like why does why open up the church why come back to church what what's the necessity and i'm not trying again i'm not i don't want to convince anybody to come to church um that doesn't feel comfortable with that it's really important that if you're not feeling uh comfortable in this place then then don't I mean, that's, yeah. that's just fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But the other side of that is is that, you know, you might be asking yourself, is it really necessary or why do I need to do that? And I, I think that it is. I think that there's uh, a lot of evidence in Scripture that we need each other. Um, we just were having this conversation this morning and, and maybe even we thought of it would be a good podcast at some point in time to talk about what is the future of things like social media mm -hmm. and and where is that going in terms of is is that going to survive is that enough for people right uh because i really believe that god designed us to be together i mean when i think of scripturally it's interesting because you look in revelation you get to the end of the book right you get to Revelation and you've got people gathered around the throne, mm -hmm. worshiping the king, the lamb, you know, and and you've just got all this imagery that's about people together. I think God loves his people together. Absolutely. I think, I think that is something that gives him great delight. Uh, certainly, um, uh, you know, the, the passage of scripture that I was thinking of that it's just really the first the first thing that came to my mind where paul is talking in ephesians and really if you want to uh you know if you're if you're reading your bible and uh if, if you want something to read before you come back to church this week just read the book of ephesians it's a great book six chapters you can breeze through it pretty quickly and it's just a tremendous book about the body of Christ and loving each other, um, serving one another, uh, having differences, different abilities, things like that. But yet each one has a purpose and, and God has a plan for that. And then in chapter five, you know, of course you have not only uh, fellowshipping together, but you have families together. You have marriage in there in chapter five. And just before that, it talks about um, being together. He says in verse 17 of chapter 5, Therefore do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. And do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit, addressing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, singing and, bring, and making melody to the Lord with your heart, giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. Now, admittedly, I guess you could submit to each other on social media. I guess you could 
have these <laughs> kinds of interactions in some way, but I think there's a lot of proof, and I'll save that for that podcast, but there's, there's a lot of evidence that submitting to one another is not something people do on social media. Yeah, um, to say the least. Yeah, and so, <laughs> so that's why I, I mentioned that the challenge of coming and being a part of this body and seeing others that maybe are responding differently or are more concerned or more nervous about what's happening than you are or less nervous or, you know, not caring. You, you can have all different, a uh, whole spectrum. Right. And, and seeing that gives us the opportunity to learn to submit to each other, to learn to love each other, to challenge us to be better people. Yep. You know, and to fulfill what Jesus said, love the Lord your God and love your neighbor as yourself. These are the things, this is the greatest commandment. So, you know, we have the opportunity to practice that in a group of people. We're not anonymous. We're standing there right in front of each other. Yeah, right. We're seeing each other. We have the opportunity to uh, share the great things that God is, is doing in our lives. I mean, when I think of Psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, obviously, we oftentimes just gravitate right to uh, you know, this, this is uh, praise and worship time. This is singing time, but it has, it encompasses all of it. Psalms are God's word, uh, sharing that with each other. Uh, hymns are theological concepts and ideas, and we don't just do that through melody, but we do it also with songs a lot of times. And then spiritual songs and singing those melodies to the Lord. Mm -hmm. And then I guess we can't, we can't avoid that last statement about making a melody to the Lord in your heart. In your heart. Because, <laughs> because one of the things that encourages us to do, it doesn't say that we can't, but it says to do less singing. Right, in the, in the guidelines, in the guidelines. from Algoma Public, public Health. Right, it, thank you. Yeah, yeah, it recommends limited singing. So we actually are limiting our singing. We, we're reducing the number of songs yeah. mm -hmm. in our service yep. because we're condensing it down to an hour. Mm -hmm. So there's limited singing. And uh, we're going to... You might want to keep it a little closer to the heart. Yeah, 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 that's right. Make a little more melody yeah. in the heart, a yeah. little less yeah. uh, speaking moistly in yeah. the air, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Just for the time being, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah no, it's I, I like it because it's, it's a good point. The one another, right? Mm -hmm. One another. Like, God's strategy, partly when it comes to a church family is to cram a bunch of people who are not like each other yep. into a family unit. And then it's like, okay, now get along. <laughs> right. And we, we don't like that. We don't, sometimes we get frustrated because somebody at church did something or said something that bothered us or offended us. And the goal is not that we would just run away. Uh, and leave, go to a different church or something like that. The goal is also not that we would snap back and start a fight. Right. Work these things out peaceably. That's what a family does. You know, and there's a lot of wisdom in God calling the church. You know, he talks about us as brothers and sisters. We're right. in a family. Yep. It's like we don't get to just split off. We don't yep. get to just, you know, hold grudges. We have to work it out. That's the goal. I think that's part of the purpose of the analogy exactly. of, uh, of being a family or one another. Do these things for one another. So we do hope that as we return back, we see people that we haven't seen in a while, you know, um, it's going to feel weird. You're going to have this gut reaction mm -hmm. to want to 
say hello and, and be maybe friendly as you normally would, um, but out of the care for everybody, be respectful. We'll follow the guidelines. Mm -hmm. You know, as these things lift, then we'll figure it out. Mm -hmm. um, but really and truly, I'm looking forward to being back together. Yeah. I am. I am too. You know, I miss it. I, I miss... I, it's going to be... To me, it's going to be good enough to see faces and to be able to just, I don't know, just presence. Uh, being able to be seen and, and to see is, yeah. it's very powerful. Yeah. And, and the church is um, this strange thing, really. It's, it's, and this is how God does things. I mean, he's always doing things that are unusual things that are not what we expect and mm -hmm. he's put together an unusual group of people to demonstrate his glory to the whole world and i hope you understand the church is not the, the church is necessary for our world they don't know it they they don't believe it but it is absolutely crucial to the future of civilization as we know it. God intended it that way. He wants his body to demonstrate for the whole world what it means to be human, mm -hmm. a true redempted, redempted? Re redeemed, <laughs> redeemed, That's the word you're looking redeemed for. human, you yeah. know? Yeah. <laughs> no, absolutely. So anyway, I hope that uh, you will consider uh, making the extra effort because it's going to take on some part, some people's part, it's going to take a lot of extra effort. For others, it's like, I can't wait to get back there. For others, it's like, this has never been an issue to me to begin with. What it, wherever you're at, right. uh, we want you to come back. We want you to be uh, together with everyone else. And uh, if, if you're not comfortable or if you're in an immunocompromised situation, then that's fine. Don't feel the pressure to have to be here. You'll be here soon enough. Right. Don't worry about that. Um, and, um, yeah, I hope that th this has been an encouragement to you, a blessing. And until next time, I hope that uh, your week is blessed.